All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is episode 253 with your host, Tommy Tahoe Alemo. Excuse the audio quality or lack thereof on this intro. Uh, it gets much better throughout the actual episode. I'm on the road here um, at my mom's house in the great Midwestern state of Indiana, uh, doing some work here, visiting some family, losing my voice at a wedding. So hopefully you can excuse that. Um, got a great episode today, brought two former guests back on together. It's it's not every day that we have a, a three-person episode. So we got Gabrielle G.B. Blackwell, sales development manager at Gong, um, as well as Alexine Moudoir, uh, who just landed her new role over at Alice, uh, chief resident of Closing Big Deals. Uh, they co-founded the Women in Sales Club earlier this year, which has been, been mostly um, a clubhouse community that gets together every Saturday. It's expanding into more and more things, as you'll see from this episode. Uh, so I want to get them both back on the show to talk about, um, you know, Gabrielle talked about her background in episode 202. Alexine talked about her background in episode 227. So this is talking about, you know, not really them as individuals, but more so about the Women in Sales Club is talking a little bit about some of their tips and, ta and tricks and tactics to both running a, a sales team for GB, for closing big deals for Alexine. Um, we talk about the group, how it was founded, what they're up to, you know, how they're solving uh, you know, problems in today's world. I saw they just landed their first sponsor with Chili Piper the other week. So shout out to both of them for that. They're putting in great work, great people to follow. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation, whether you're a man or a woman or otherwise uh, in the sales world. I think there's a lot of value to be had. Um, before we go to the episode, give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Postal.io, the OG's uh, sponsor in this pod. Uh, they help create curated marketing experiences. So when you're sending gifts to a client or a prospect, you can do it in the most personalized fashion at Postal.io uh, that you can do it from their local brewery or uh, local florist, right? Rather than just a, a normal boring Starbucks gift card. So check them out at Postal.io. We've got some cool giveaways coming up this month uh, for the end of the quarter. So uh, keep your eye peeled for that. Otherwise, let's get straight into my conversation with GB and Alexine. Let's go. All right, GB, Alexine, welcome to the, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. What's happening? Not too much. What's going on with you? Just living the dream out here in San Francisco. Just closed the deal about 35 minutes ago that we didn't think would ever come in. Um, been forecasting it for a good, like, it feels like a year and a half. So that's a good feeling. So I'm coming into this conversation in a good spot. Nice. How about you? Love it. We're feeling good. We just got off some calls together. We have all these ideas we're starting to crank through for the Women in Sales Club. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic and positive. And I'm awaiting some of those emails too, Tom. So best of luck to you on that um well i think this is the first time i've had a one-on-two -on situation on this podcast in like almost 250 episodes at this point so feeling a little out of a little bit of a fish out of water here i'll try to keep try to keep things balanced um I, i'd love to start off first of all if anyone hasn't 
listen to the first episode of, of both of you individually on this show. Uh, they'll get a lot of background on, on each of you and, and your stories. But I'd love to hear the women in sales club, networking, community story, um, and how, how you two kind of got linked up and, and why you came up with that idea uh, as kind of like the origin story. All right, cool. So uh, I'll take this one. Um, I, I, well, one, I, there was a few weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago, I had pinged Alexine or texted her and I was just like, you know what I really think is cool about us or at least what I, what I see about this uh, dynamics relationship that we have is it just seems like it's based on uh, a foundation of really respecting each other and um, how I can recall like really getting to know about Alexine was we had been on a series of like webinars and conversations and panels. So we were always part of like a group uh, where people were having a conversation. So I get to, I got to know about her perspective and the way that she approached sales, the way she approached being a woman in the sales profession. And I think I, like for me anyways, I developed this like, oh, like that's really interesting. And I agree. And like, wow. So there was that initial kind of respect and admiration from a distance. Um, and then we also had been on Marcus Couchy's uh, The Inquisitor podcast. So she had gone on before I did. And when I did my episode, Marcus was like, you need to know Alexine. Um, <laughs> and I, so like there, there was all these kind of things that were happening at the very beginning. And I don't know how we got each other's number. I like, I, I don't remember that, but I remember we were both in the same, uh, we were both in the same room on clubhouse one day. And I think Alexine was trying to figure something out. And, uh, and so like, we were just texting back and forth. I had been on clubhouse for all of two weeks longer than she did, or she had been. And um, so I was just kind of coaching her through what things meant and how to look at things. And she's like, I want to create a club. And, and so like, I was like coaching her through kind of like, all right, here's what I'm finding. Is this working for you? Um, so that's really how we kind of got together, I think on clubhouse. And as Alexine wanted to launch a room for women in sales, um, there was a conversation that we had and that kind of led to us doing this thing together from there. So that's kind of my high level recollection of, um, there's probably a lot more details, a lot of technical difficulties along the way, but that's kind of the high level of how we kind of got connected and kicked things off. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely um, spurred by my technical difficulties with uh, with Clubhouse. But I think, you know, one of the really incredible things, uh, I second everything that Gabrielle said. I think our expectations when starting this were really, I hope that four to five people show up and we have a really cool conversation between us and we learn some things. And what ended up following was very much unexpected. We have over 3,300 people that are now part of the group on Clubhouse. We just started growing out a LinkedIn presence and that's almost to 1,500. So like it happened very quickly. We have a really cool core group of folks that are just continuously showing up, participating in the conversation. And I think part of what's really interesting too, and part of, I, I hope the vibe that we've given off to folks is like, we're very much here in these conversations to learn. And just some and, and share, but but it's very much like everybody is an equal that's coming into this conversation. Like you won't catch Gabrielle and or myself being like, here is exactly how you should do X, Y, and Z. Like this is the process for what you will hear us saying is like, here is my process, here is another process. Find your own based on like kind of whatever you're hearing around you. So I think there's definitely that that vibe and that tone that runs through. And then I think we've been, I, I know that we've been very 
um, cautious about um, cautious and uh, really trying to create a community that is inclusive. We want everyone to be represented. So though it's called the Women in Sales Club, because it was, of course, founded by two women in sales, it's very much an open community. We have folks like Larry Long Jr., Jeff Bajorek, um, it's Shelton Banks, you know, folks that are showing up week over week um, that are men as well, who are contributing to the conversation that I'm learning from, that Gabrielle is learning from and vice versa. So, um, so very much uh, an inclusive community here. So Alex, when you were first trying to start the group before you know, knew how to do it technically in Clubhouse, like what was the, what was the thought there? Was it just like, there's no, this seems like a cool platform, you know, Clubhouse as a whole and I, you know, I see a need here for there to be, you know, more voices of, of women in sales. And so that's kind of the, the starting point or where was your head at? Um, I don't know if I knew where my head was at. I think I just wanted to connect with some folks. I think like after a year of COVID, everybody was kind of in their own corners. And even if you, you know, whether you lived alone or didn't, you're kind of, you know, just locked in. And it felt like I just wanted to connect with people and, and get outside of my norm and my circle. Um, I've always been very oriented that way. Like I like to be around other people. I like to be talking to them. So COVID was hard for me because I was kind of like trapped in my little cage here in Chicago and I wanted to get to know other people. So I think, you know, part of it was like selfishly, I just wanted to get to know other people, hear their stories, learn from them. Um, and then again, I think it was more so like, let's, let's have some conversations that are of interest. Like, I think that, um, Gabrielle and I, what's been really interesting is we have yet to have a single week where we're struggling to think of a topic, like every single session we end and we're like, Hey, does anybody have any ideas? And I remember the first time we did that, I was like, all right, fingers crossed. Someone will throw out one idea. I have a list of probably 25 ideas that we haven't even gotten to for topics because we have such a backlog and people keep bringing us new ones every single week. So that's been really interesting too, is like this almost feels in a way like bigger than us. Like there are just conversations that other people want to take place. And I feel like we're just kind of a liaison and helping facilitate that. So I'm really proud of that. And I like that we're continuing to kind of stay current with what are the areas that matter most. Um, one of the things we just covered uh, self-care and sales last week. And a lot of people were kind of feeling like, hey, I don't know if I'm taking care of myself enough. I don't know if I'm, you know, paying close enough attention to my mental health. So we like kind of press pause on the rest of the topics and we covered that topic right away. So I think, you know, the idea of what I thought it would be initially versus what it is today has evolved, but I'm really happy and pleasantly surprised with that evolution. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's riff on that for a second. Self-care and sales, right? I, I love that topic because I suck at that topic. So yeah. uh, I'm interested, like, what were some of the best, like, takeaways either that you heard from other people or, or things that you do that maybe you can coach me on? Um, maybe we'll start with GB here. Ooh, coach you on. So what makes you say that you are not um, <laughs> super <laughs> skilled at self-care? I love the discovery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to make sure that whatever I share with you is tailored to what's going on in your world. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I, we'll set up 45 minutes for a demo of whatever after. Yeah, uh, I feel like I suck at it because I can, I have a habit of get sucking myself into the work week and only like getting into such a routine where it's like I wake up, I work, I cook dinner you know, I'll do something, you know, with my fiance that I live with. And then like, I'll go to bed and like, that's like the week. And then all of a sudden it's Friday. It's like, there was nothing happened. And I feel like completely drained. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I just, as you were sharing, I think one of, I was driving during this, the session that we had on, on, uh, on Saturday. So I don't have everything noted down, but, um, one of the things that sticks out to me is self-care is going to look very different from one person to the next. Um, the way that we work is going to look very different from one person to the next. Uh, like for me, I am somebody who can hundred percent throw myself into work and, uh, and I'll, and I'll be okay, but I'll have to, I recognize that about myself. And so what I start to do is I might plan in advance for my self-care and self-care for me looks a lot more like, like if I carry a lot of my stress in my body, for example, what I'm going to go and do is I'll set up appointments like once a month to go and get like a deep tissue massage. For example, I like going to get my nails done. So I'll make sure that I prioritize that and make time for that. Um, there's other things that I know about myself, such as if I'm not doing yoga, like four days a week, I probably am not going to feel my absolute best. And so I will schedule that time to go to yoga at six o'clock in the morning, knowing that like, that's going to be a really important practice. I mean, there's a bunch of other things. Like we talked about a lot of the spiritual side of things in the episode that we did, Tom, but like, those are really the ways that I can make sure that I'm setting myself up to feel really good throughout the week, recognizing that the way that I work is very high demand, um, very high input, very high energy. And if I'm not counterbalancing that I'm probably not going to do my best work and I'm not going to feel good not doing my best work so mm. I would imagine like there were there were conversations that people were having in terms of what like a day-to-day self-care might look like is being it's it's very much rooted in being aware of yourself um, aware of how you work aware of the things that are a priority and value to you and things that bring that fuel you so um there was one person um we might know people might know who he is, Terry Arbaugh, right? But he had talked about his experience of recognizing that there are certain times during the day where he does his best work and other times where he's in a slog. So like from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., he's like somewhere else. So he's like, I'm not going to schedule customer meetings. I'm not going to schedule one-on-ones during that time. And that's a demonstration of self-care. So I, I, I think there are like really big things that people can do for self-care. There's also like the day-to-day week to week, month to month, little things that folks can start to introduce into their days, weeks and months um, to support this kind of overall sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the big takeaways, I know someone had shared the idea, I, I think during that session of like limiting uh, the amount of times for like social media apps, for instance, and I know GB did this recently. So even that was like something that I tangibly implemented within a few days. So now I have that I set one hour limits on all of my apps on my phone. And that's been incredible. Like I remember the day that I started that all of a sudden it felt like I had five, six more hours in the day, which technically I did because I wasn't on these apps anymore, but those are the types of things. Like I hear about these strategies, other people are implementing. I hear, and it's not just like self-care. It could be prospecting. We've done sessions on like cold calling. We've, we've done sessions on pretty much everything at this point. Um, but I always get new ideas, like things that I haven't tested and tried before. So I think that's, what's really cool about this is we can share and learn from some of the best and brightest, because I think prior to really, I guess for a lot of us prior to COVID, 
um, in a lot of these communities coming out, a lot of us kind of stayed within our own organizations. Like our best example of a salesperson was XYZ on our own sales team. The reality is there's a best salesperson at a bunch of different companies. So if you can kind of get outside of the box of what you're we're accustomed to within your own organization, there are so many new like strategies and methodologies and cool things and not just about like self-care, but sales, prospecting, you know, whatever it is. There are some really cool people out there to connect with and get to know. And I, I just feel like the benefits of getting to know some of those folks and bringing them into these conversations has been tenfold. Yeah, I, I love that. And something that I picked up just on like your, both of your answers, uh, just from that one question and just from getting to know both of you is how different you are, right? Like uh, both in personality type, like at least from my perception, you know, Alexine being more type a more like you know what i would consider maybe more of like an east at being an east coaster more of an east coast mentality um whereas gb is seems a little bit more relaxed a little bit more in touch with the her spiritual side as we can also see from the, the background of the, you know, the 17 plants the pink light we might throw a tarot card like halfway through this podcast um and so i'd be curious just like from other people that whether they're they're co-founding a, a business or a side hustle or working with a partner on something like can you speak to how that's been helpful and, and maybe I don't know if you've ever butt heads at all with anything but I'd love to just hear about that that back and forth of your two different personalities and how that flows yeah I think well so what's it really interesting and in what Gabrielle said at the beginning like there's this mutual respect that flows through everything so there, you know, we have never had a situation and I, I would hope we never would where like one of us would say something and the other person would think like, that's malicious. This is, like, there's very much like this undertow of respect. So like, if there were to be like anything where we don't agree and we don't see eye to eye on something, it's very much like easy to then go into a conversation because it's like, well, what is your perspective on that? And why do you feel that way? And then what's your perspective? Why do you feel that way? And then we can kind of put the pieces together and figure that out. So what I like about our personality styles. I have never heard it described as that, but it's the West Coast, East Coast, but perhaps um, that that makes sense. Uh, I think that there is this piece where we are kind of, you know, opposites in certain ways uh, where, where yes, like she is much more grounded, um, definitely more spiritual, um, maybe a little calmer, as some would say. And then, you know, I'm definitely over here and there's certain, but there are certain conversations and types of, of situations where I'm really comfortable and GB is less so, and then vice versa. So I think what's been really cool about this as it, as we start to look through the duties and responsibilities and decide who's going to sit where as we continue to grow out, what's been really beautiful is we both have completely different focuses. So it's very easy to then have those conversations of this is where we're going to disperse duties and I'm going this way. And then what's been awesome is she, everything I don't want to do, Gabrielle wants to do. And then vice versa for everything that she doesn't want to do, I want to do. So I yeah. think if you can kind of, you know, for me, I think one of the biggest lessons, and this isn't just for like business partnerships. I think this is also for like life relationships is looking for that person that is kind of in many times opposite of you. Because for a long time, whether it be in work and relationships, whatever, I always kind of sought out the person that was just like me. So it was like type A com energy coming at type A energy, and it was very conflicting. And so I think um, what's been really cool about this experience is I'm seeing the beauty of having two very different perspectives that are both built on that mutual level of respect and what 
what has come of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think there's, um, the first session that we had for women in sales was like, Alex seems like, Hey, I would love for us to do a session on what it's like to be the only woman on the sales floor. And I think this is kind of like what starts an opportunity for us to go. There's different points of view. And while like, I can't identify with being the only woman on a sales floor, like my first sales job, um, six months into the role, there were five women like who were SDRs and it was just women on the team. So like I came into sales on an all woman, on an all woman sales team. Um, I can't identify with the experience of being the only black person or the only black woman on the floor. So it's like, okay, like there are a lot of, um, even though the situation isn't exactly the same, I think a lot of the kind of energetic signatures are very similar. Um, and there are certain experiences, like even though uh, Alexine, Alexine's personality and my personality don't seem super similar. I think there's a lot of experiences that we've both um, gone through and a lot of things that we can like help each other with, uh, with certain perspectives. So there are certain experiences that maybe I'm going through right now that Alexine has already gone through and learned a lot of those lessons. And so she can advise me in that. And there are certain things that Alexine is going through that like I figured out or I've gone through already. And so then I can, I can offer that. So I feel like it's very much a risk. It's like very reciprocal in that way. And very, um, kind of free flowing and a very kind of abundant relationship in that way. Um, and I think even with that, there are times during the sessions on Saturdays where, you know, Alexine will share something or I'll share something and we'll go like, and there's times like I'm at her house and I'm like, no, I disagree. <laughs> you know, like I don't, yeah. I don't see it that way. Right. And so, or there's times where Alexine's like, I think Jeevy's going to disagree with me. And I'm like, no, I totally agree with you right now. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting to see like, okay, well, what, like, what do you think about this? And we can have an, uh, we can have an off, we can have a conversation about that and I'll share perspective. Um, and Alexine will share a perspective, as I mentioned, that we both never really thought of. And we can go, wow, we can hold space for our experience. Um, and, and, or I can hold my experience. I can hold space for my experience and hold space for Alexine's experience at the same time and walk away knowing more than I would have if I just kind of kept that to myself or I didn't open myself up to having that experience. Yeah. I was hoping that there was going to be a fight story somewhere. Um, but that's <laughs> no, no, we'll over food. Like when we have to decide what, food yeah. <laughs> I feel like we never fight. We're like Thai food and boba. Like, do you yeah, want I food? Like food? yeah, no, I think yeah. the only, the only time it, it wasn't a fight. It's more like, uh, um, at one point in time, I kind of held women in sales hostage for a day because there was there was just some work that had to get done. And I was like, Alexine, if this work doesn't get done, we're not doing anything women in sales related. So like, and then it and then we got it done. But so it wasn't it wasn't a fight. It was just more like I, I think I don't know. I like to think of it as, hey, we like we we respect each other, we care about each other, and so we'll also kind of, I don't want to say like hold each other accountable, like we're, we always something to each other, but we're also going to say, Hey, it seems like these are the things that you want to do. They're the things that we want to do. Here's what might be getting in the way. And so like, let's not ignore this. So I, I think it's very much like a really solid partnership in that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm curious, you talked about Alexine earlier, just some of the numbers that you have uh, in the clubhouse group that's growing on LinkedIn. I think as of right now, unless I'm way off, like, I think it's a Saturday, you know, kind of standing time that you have these on, on Clubhouse every week. Uh, but I'm curious, like, 
if you can share where is the vision going on some of this like is it a bigger events is it uh like writing something is it something that i can't even think of like where 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 do you intend on on kind of taking this group now that you've gotten you know this level of traction to the moon um no <laughs> I, I don't know i think that was um, the only answer possible yeah. yeah i will tell you there's no shortage of ideas like if you could see the text thread which you never will between <laughs> gabrielle and myself it looks like the crazy ramblings of two ladies i don't know we're just two like sales two women yeah we're like here's a tiktok idea here's this you know we're like all over the place we have all yeah. the thoughts all the ideas so there's never a shortage of that i think um you know the hardest part of anything is always the execution like you can put in all the planning you can put in all the ideas but then it comes time to execute. So I think for us, what we're trying to do is not bite off more than we can chew. So we've been very methodical. Like there are a lot of ideas. Like we, we definitely want to get into more of like the live events, whether that be like via Zoom, depending on how things go or, um, or actual in-person and do some like dinners, different things like that. I think we have a ton of ideas there. I definitely think the content piece, like stay tuned. We have ideas for that too, because, you know, we've both been doing a lot of our own written content off to the side. And so it would be really great to like bring our, our thoughts somewhere. And I also think even just kind of, uh, bringing back together some of the, what we learned from these, uh, experiences within our, within our Saturday session, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, X, Y, Z said this and shared this vulnerable experience. However, it could be like, here are some key takeaways. Here's what the conversation revolved around. So I do think there's like broader learnings like that, that we can bring back for the greater good of people. Um, but I think there's a lot of ideas and I think there's just so much opportunity at hand. And I think part of what allows us to have so many ideas is again, like the, these folks that are around us. I mean, the amount of messages that we get on a weekly basis and comments on LinkedIn, I see every single one and I screenshot them and I keep them in my affirmations folder, but they mean the world to us. Like to get a comment behind the scenes and someone's like that session was incredible. Like this changed um, my thought process around X, Y, Z, or like I learned something new, or this is something that I hadn't approached this way before. Like that is that is like, it just feeds me. Like, I feel like my battery just gets replenished every single week. So I'm just very grateful for that. So I don't know, long-winded answer is we got a lot of stuff in store, stay tuned, but also lots of stuff is coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw you, um, I just saw you both on John Barrows's podcast. I, I saw, I just got the notification or I just kind of checked out my, my feed like earlier this afternoon to see what was new. I saw you both in there. Oh shit. Uh, so that's got it. That must've been a great feeling. I mean, I gotta just say, I know we're on a sales podcast, but I personally don't listen to sales podcasts because I think a lot of them are boring. Uh, and he, his is probably the only one that I listen to consistently. Um, there's a few others that I'll uh, maybe depending on the, on the guests, but, uh, so I'm excited to check that one out. Okay, cool. You have to give us some uh, feedback afterwards. Hit us up behind the scenes. That was, I will say we went, I'll speak for myself. I went like full fangirl. I made us take like the selfies at the beginning and at the <laughs> end because I didn't like the first selfie. So we had to re-selfie because of me. But that was like one of those things that you wait for years. And when you hit that point, it just feels like, yes, we're on the right pathway. So yeah, that podcast honestly was really meaningful. I think for both of us, like it just felt like 
we're doing something really cool. And we have someone like John Barrows, who's like in our corner listening, interested in this and like Lori, be on Lori's podcast. Like there's been some incredible conversations like that. And again, that just feels like that battery replenishment. Like, it's just like that reminder, like a road sign on the highway. That's like, you're this many miles away, like keep going or you're this close. Mm. So, um, so I just think that that in particular was a really cool experience. Real talk. You got to have those from time to time, right? When you're grinding, like you two are, uh, not only what we're talking about here, which is the women in sales, uh, group, but obviously also being, you know, a players, uh, at your own companies with your own jobs, crushing numbers, uh, you know, leading a team in GB's case, closing million dollar deals in Alexine's case. So, um, to, to have both is can be draining. So I feel like having a, a list somewhere or having some sort of like validation, you know, kind of checkpoints along the way just kind of keeps you going. I have to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it's all the things though. I mean, I'll, I'll be, I think, uh, I can't remember what was going on the night before we had the podcast with John Barrows, but maybe it was like some just random drama. And, and I think like we were texting back and forth and it was just like, we're going to be on John Barrows podcast tomorrow. Like we're good. Yeah. <laughs> what like whatever we're good we're good we're doing the damn thing like let's just go and do it and have the biggest smile on our face so whatever um I I can recall also in that podcast like there was opportunities to also like challenge John and and some of the things and some of the ways that he might have approached things or some of the ways that he might have thought about things and I think about the experience that we get to have in the room on Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m central time please come every week and uh (laughs) yeah and 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 what can be really cool is as people are sharing about their experiences and sharing about their stories that it provides an opportunity for others to learn and so uh, you know there is there is of course there's men coming into these rooms and they're, they're sharing perspectives and they're sharing tips and tricks that like women might not have had the opportunity to get access to, um, in terms of how do you navigate a corporate environment? How do you manage up? How do you ask for mentorship? Here's maybe some of the things that are going on that you wouldn't have been exposed to, or that somebody at your organization wouldn't actually tell you. Um, and also the other way around, of you have women who are sharing about their experiences and men might not have ever known. And so they have the opportunity to the, to then go in and think about that and think about their role in their organizations and even share out those learnings with other people who might not be or might not have been in that room as well. So yes, there's like the big podcast moments that are awesome. I also think about like, wow, if there is one more one more man who's in a leadership position who can then connect that much more deeply with the experience that women are having, good, bad, and indifferent. And be able to then think about, okay, like how do we make things better? Or if it's one more woman who is able to feel like, wow, I can feel heard, seen, acknowledged and understood in this profession. And that's one less woman who leaves the profession. I think like that to me is the stuff where I'm like, this is exhilarating. This is fueling, Mm -hmm. this is meaningful. And that kind of gets to Alexine's point, what she said earlier of like, this definitely feels bigger than just like her and myself and Yes, again, the podcasts are really nice. And there's also that really big impact that we want to make in elevating the profession of sales. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I agree. I think like that's a big piece of this. It's like we both have this aspiration. Um, You know, like I was, I shared this recently, but I do a lot of these sessions with 
folks that are like just graduating from college or in college in their final year. And they're like looking at potentially sales career. And the very first question, regardless of gender is always like, how do you get over being like embarrassed about being in sales or people thinking it's gross. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Like, is that still the perception? I don't feel that way. And so like, for me, if that's the thought just coming out of college before you're even in this industry, like we still have work to do way before we even like start in these roles. So I think for me, like I, I see the work, I see that it's there. I think that we can have an impact on that. Um, and yeah, and I want for people to look at sales the way they would any other position that you would like go into like a long-term degree in and like seek out as a, a profession. Because I think uh, it's incredible. Like I think back on my experience, the ability to have like financial freedom to buy my own condo when I was, you know, really young at the time by myself, like to do all these things. That's the kind of experience that I want other people to have access to. But if our perception of sales as a whole is like, ick or gross, that's not good. We need to, to kind of get underneath that. So, um, so I do think like we are both very focused on you as well. I mean, obviously with this podcast, with the work that you're doing, like, I think all of us have this aspiration to really elevate sales as a whole and bring this to a place where people are really proud of this per, uh, profession. And then I think in turn, what will happen is a lot of our prospects will start to feel similarly. If we can continue you know, elevating this profession, teaching people how to do things the right way, teaching them that you can be respectful and still be successful. You don't have to like, you know, uh, talk through every one of your prospects and shove a contract down their throats. You can actually have a conversation and you can do what's best for them. Sometimes you can tell them you aren't the right fit and you'll get something, you'll, they'll refer you to someone else and that becomes a better client for you. So I think if we can start to like re-coach and, and relearn some of this, uh, some of what many of us have been taught early days in sales, I think that we could have a really big impact. So I really see the Women in Sales Club as being part of that. And we have a lot of SDRs that are like year one to three that join us. We have sales leaders that have 20, 30 years of experience. Um, so, I mean, we have such a range and depth of experience levels. And sometimes that SDR that's in year one is testing out new prospecting methodologies that maybe GB and I haven't even tried yet. So we're learning something from them. And sometimes that person who has 30 years of experience, like a, a Lori Richardson comes to the conversation and can talk to us about like long-term relationship building. Like that is, you, you can't pay for an experience, like that kind of education. Um, so I think it's just so incredible to get these different perspectives um, and feedback. And that's, what's been really cool, but yeah, all around this idea of elevating this profession as a whole. I love it. And, you know, something that definitely shouldn't go like unnoticed is that obviously we've been talking for the last 30 or so minutes about the women in sales group and what you're building, which is amazing. But I, I don't think we can overlook again, the fact that you are also absolute badasses in your own roles, in your day jobs, uh, you know, throughout the, throughout, you know, every, any given day or week. So I'd love to hear from each of you uh, for just a minute on like, what would be, you know, for GB, I know she's running SDR teams for Alex Senior, you're handling major accounts. Um, and so again, two completely different jobs and skill sets needed. So I'd love to hear from each of you, like what would be one tip that you would give to someone that was starting in your type of role? Um, and we'll start with you, Alex Senior. 
Oh man, I have so many tips. I wish I could write a book. Um, Only maybe one. Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna pick one. That's uh, so one. <laughs> chapter one. Here we go. <laughs> uh, okay, so chapter one. Uh, so I think the biggest one would be to stay organized, which I know is like kind of a sounds like a cop out, but at the same time, I think that was one of those skills that. I got away really early on with being super successful in sales without being super organized. And what I realized later was, yeah, I made a ton of money. How much money did I lose by having a disorganized system and not be like falling up the way I could have? Like, there's so much in there. So I think if you can be super hyper organized and, and almost view your job as more of like a project manager, uh, your mindset around what your day-to-day -day looks like will change and you in turn will make more money. So I wish... I would have started out more organized. I got there, but it took a few years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about, I was thinking about for the, no one has asked me about like, what's one tip or trick that you would, what's one tip that you would give to somebody starting off as an SDR manager specifically, but I feel like time management and, and, um, uh, and staying organized is like, that is, that is the crux of being a really solid frontline salesperson <laughs> like if you don't have that it's, it's going to be really tough but from a manager perspective i mean i i think as a first time manager the biggest challenge is overcoming this thought that you have to be perfect and that you have to have everything figured out i think we put mm -hmm. i think i think there is a lot of expectations that are put on to managers and leaders like oh you're the leader you're the manager you must know everything and it's like no <laughs> no i don't I, I don't know a lot of things and so when i first stepped into a manager position and i stepped in yeah i was a manager at 26 and i had only been in sales for about a year and a half at that moment um i i just put so much pressure on myself to have everything figured out to know everything to always be right to show like zero weakness zero fallibility and that's just like not it's not healthy um it doesn't really help people because i'm not i i stop being receptive to ways that might be better i'm not receptive to um to like constructive feedback that can actually help me be better at my job i might be missing a lot of opportunities to uh, connect more deeply with the people on my team and with that like getting to know them more especially their why especially their motivation and how can i how can i then adjust or attune how i manage to them so i i think the biggest piece is just almost like just be totally okay not knowing be super receptive be very very humble um and recognize that you're just on a learning journey that i don't think ever stop i mean it's never going to stop in any position that you're in and i just think the learning journey potentially within a management or a leadership role um it's it's just a lot like so much of a longer journey it seems like than potentially yeah. in, a, in a frontline role because there's just there's so many things yeah. and so many people Absolutely. so many personalities yeah. good lord <laughs> like i all, believe it they're like every time you add in a new person it's like oh wow it's a totally different culture got it yeah. okay totally <laughs> Um, all right, I want to close this out with a few rapid fires that each of you have to answer. Uh, and so we'll ask a, a handful of questions here. And we'll just go quick. GB, you answer first. Then we'll go to Alexine because GB is to my left. And so that just works for me in, in the way that my mind works. All right, so book, either one book that has greatly impacted your life or something that you're reading right now. 
I'm reading Radical Candor right now. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend. Um, it's all about how can you care personally for the people that you lead and manage, but also how can you challenge them to get better? So um, just how to, how to find, I don't even call that balance, but very much about getting feedback and giving feedback in a very constructive way. So that one has been game changing for me recently. Mine is a recent delivery, Lean Out. So one of my mm. friends said this to me and sent me like a really nice handwritten note about why I would love this book. So I'll be able to answer your question in 1.5 weeks when I finish. <laughs> Pretty quick, Alexine. But bonus bonus points for the actual visual there for, for everyone watching on YouTube. Wait a minute. Um, I don't I want to join this way here. She's going to be Do I get bonus points for highlighting as well and annotating? Wow, you do. Yeah. You do. We're keeping score, just so everyone knows. Like, I, I think this is where we get into the values piece where we're probably both very, very competitive, <laughs> but yeah. we like enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <it's> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Alexine, what's playing on your Spotify playlist right now? Oh my God, you're going to judge me. I don't have <laughs> Spotify. I use this, I use this app that's called, like, uh, it's called Slacker. I don't even know. No one's heard of it before. It's Slacker. Uh, if you're out there, you have one listener, one dedicated <laughs> person. Um, but I listen to, um, uh, I'm going to throw you off on this one because nobody's ever asked this. My favorite band is the Pixies. So I'm very like alternative and okay. a little bit different in my musical tastes. Okay. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. GB, you got to save me here. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to respond to what I just heard of not having Spotify. <laughs> um, I, I just don't know. Um, so I can share with you really quickly. Like, this is what I'll wake up in the morning to. Billboard, baby, do a leap and make them dance when they come on. Everybody looking for a dance, throw the ring on. <laughs> so um, I, I, I listen to so many random things. A lot of it is like daily mixes that Spotify makes for me, but yeah, if I, me starting my day, a lot of the times is either love is hating by Dua Lipa featuring the baby or starstruck by, Oh, hold on. Give me one second. Starstruck by years and years. Love it. Yeah. All right. GB takes a point. Just put her at two and I'll stay. GB wins this category. No, uh, no, listen, listen. Like I, I feel like she like made up, made up like a an audio streaming thing called Slacker. And it exists. <laughs> I'm the I might be the only user, but I swear if they're out there, I hope they send me like a swag box or something. They, they better. They better. Oh man. Mm. All right, we got two more for you. Um your favorite in whatever way, could be unique, could be funny, could be inspirational, but favorite follow on Instagram. Instagram. So it could be any social media, I guess. So James Buckley uh, pinged me like yesterday. He's like, hey, do you have an Instagram? I was trying to find you and I couldn't find you. And I was like, that's on purpose. Um, I just follow, <laughs> I was like, uh, number one, I don't have any pictures posted whatsoever on my Instagram and I only follow therapists and witches. So, <laughs> <laughs> but right. I, yeah, but I think my, but my favorite, um, no, my favorite, actually my favorite one is, what is his name? Cousin Skeeter. He's the guy who, uh, so it's not only therapists and witches, it's also some funny folks, but I think it's cousin Skeeter and he's, a, he's like the African guy with, um, who jumps out of the car and yeah. 
it's Friday then. Yeah. It's there, and then he starts dancing. So that's probably yeah. my favorite account. That's the one that I love the most. That's a great video. That is Alexine. a good one. Um, mine, I, I'll, I'll do a local one. I want to do a local celeb that has nothing to do with sales, which is, um, she, her name is Bon Vivant Cakes. So I take professional cake classes in my free time, which I oh. one day will post one to LinkedIn, maybe. Um, but I love her content. So that's who I'm going with. She's a Chicago native. So I'm here for that too. Also, uh, Alexine has sent me photos of the cakes that she's <laughs> made and they're mind blowing. Like so talented. <laughs> wow. That's a hidden talent. So I'm going to have to give Alexine the point there. I got, I, I can't give, too much love to therapists and witches yet. I haven't checked it out, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, judge a book by its name, I guess. All right, last one. If there is a, a quote or um, a saying or anything that you live your life by, what would it be? Alexine, kick it off. Back to basics. I'm like the queen of, I'm always in my mind, I'm like back to basics. If you hit a wall, if you're like prospecting and it feels like everything's falling apart, I think in my mind, I go back to basics. Like, what did I do yesterday that got me the results that I wanted and let me reset and go back to that? And it doesn't mean that I won't iterate and change things up and try new things, but the baseline like activity of this is how I structure my day. These are the things that I got to do. These are the clients I need to make sure I take care of. I always go back to basics, what I need to do, just a reset and a pause. That's great. Yeah, I'm going to go with progress is, is greater than perfection. Mm. Um, it's shown up for me in so many different ways. And it's also a phrase that I've, um, I share it with my team. Like, I think, I feel like it's so easy to fall into analysis paralysis. And I'm like, dude, just mess up. Right. Like we have a coaching platform that we can go back to and we get, we can get better that way. Um, but it's also like my, my grandfather had a stroke last year and he was in the hospital. Um, and he had a, like, he, you know, couldn't really move all that much. He couldn't really talk either. Um, and he would get so frustrated with his inability to do the things that he had once done. And so I, I painted him a picture and it was just, it just simply said like progress, not perfection. And, uh, so I, I painted that for him in the hospital and he's kept it with them and framed it with them. And he's like, it's been such a great source of motivation. Um, so that for me, like it, it just shows up in so many places where I can just go, I have the ability to progress from here, even if I didn't get things right this time. That's great. You both get a hundred points for those. Those were great answers. Could have gone anywhere on that. Uh, those are great answers. Uh, as we're wrapping up, so Clubhouse every Saturday, two to four central. Uh, we've got a LinkedIn group. Obviously, if they're not connected and following you on LinkedIn as is, uh, then that's their first silly mistake. And that's probably the best best next step. Did I miss, did I miss anything? Anything else that's, that's going on? The events or anything else? Not yet. There will be some, but the other thing I would say, stay tuned. Um, I'm like an infomercial, walking infomercial. But um, the only other thing I would say, if you're out there listening, if you have open roles, if you have folks, uh, if you're looking for roles, tag Women in Sales Club in the comments. And then it kind of gets people's eyes over to that. So we're seeing a lot of people apply for roles when we're actually tagging Women in Sales Club. They'll actually kind of follow that and then start applying for roles at those companies. So if you're looking for some awesome folks, whether, uh, really it could be anyone to come join your sales team, uh, tag women in sales club. I love it. Well, thank you both for coming on. This is a blast. 
you've been properly uh, judged for your Spotify or not Spotify uh, playlist. Yeah, and, um, and thank you for all the good that you're doing uh, in the sales community. We need more people like you. Um, so I couldn't encourage people more highly to, uh, to check out what you're doing. So thanks for, uh, for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, GB, are you going to draw a tarot card for Tom? Oh my gosh. Do you want me to? Well, I haven't. I, I'm, it's still recording. So let's do it. I was just about to hit stop. Oh my God. So much this pressure. Might be a, okay. This might so, be a, oh, okay. I've so wait a minute. This. I need a topic. Wow. I'm nervous. Okay. Um, Tom, I'm super nervous. I don't know if there's a video. <laughs> He's like very nervous. Yet again. <laughs> oh my God. I, okay. I'm excited though. I'm excited. So okay. Tom, tell me, tell me now. All right, I'm gonna, is there anything that's top of mind for you? Like what, what keeps popping up? Like in, like in life or what do you, what do you sure, Listen, we're like, there's going to be a little bit of discovery. So that's okay. You know, it's, it's just coming, but let's start talking. Like, um, you talk, you know, self-care got brought up today, mm -hmm. right? Like drains, closing deals. Yep. What's on your heart? What's, what's the little whisper in your ears? uh let's 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 stick with the let's stick with the self-care i don't know where this is going at all so let's 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 stick with that okay self-care is there anything in particular for you like that sticks out like it's like almost the why what's the why of the self-care um you're in a safe not not, not prioritizing myself mm. oh sorry <laughs> Where did, where did, where does that come from? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like really trying so hard. We're like full on therapy session. <laughs> it's like, it's $200 an hour. Cause I, I didn't no, not at all. No, this is, this is fun. Um, <laughs> like, I think the thing that's, that's popping up, it's either, it's either going to be like, what do you want to become aware of? Right? Like it could be like a cautionary thing of, Hey, like what happens if you don't prioritize self-care or it could mm. be, Hey, like maybe what's, what's something that you want to be made aware of, like that will help you to start prioritizing self-care. That's what's popping up for me right now. Okay. So where do you want to go with this? I, I want to, <laughs> I want to do the second one that you said. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so nervous. <laughs> right. Okay. It's like what to what to be made aware of, right? To help yeah, yeah, yeah. Help in this journey. Like mm -hmm. I got one more question for you. So okay. let's you start prioritizing self-care. What do you think is on the other side of that door? Once you step through it. Joy. Ooh. Oh, joy. Wait, yeah. Wait. ooh, joy has been a word for me. Mm. Like, I, I literally like legit like started creating a, like a joy journal um sorry the cards the cards are oh, oh so many I fell can't. out oh. Gosh, this is it is this how it always goes yeah no. it's really stressful oh man oh okay. my god i did like an hour-long session the first time tom so let me tell you <laughs> we're doing a rapid fire today a lot a lot a lot popped out but um let's I think there's cups, there's wands, there's the hermit. There's so many things, but like there was two that there were two cards that landed in my that landed in my lap. Um, mm -hmm. And so, give me one second as I get myself 
organized just a little bit. But I think, yeah, so number one, um, I've, I've got so many things. So there's a couple of things that popped out first. Um, there's a lot of wands that popped out in these cards and a lot of cups. So the first thing is that with, with wands, they signify like energy and growth. And then with cups, there's an opportunity for love and happiness as well. So mm. it's, I, I don't know why like energy, growth, love and happiness altogether to me seems like a joyous occasion as it stands anyways. I would but, say. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that there's like, there, there is, you, you had talked about this, um, you know, like kind of just going through the routines of things and, you know, you're, it's almost like going through a task list, but still like not feeling like true accomplishment at the end where joy could be that sense of accomplishment so that's kind of like where I'm going to go with this reading so the first card that really pops up is the hierophant and so there are there's there's like uh, 72 cards I believe that are in the tarot deck um there are the major arcana and then there's the minor so the major arcana like the trump cards these are the ones that are like these are like the gods and goddesses energies it's like planet energy like these are um like these universal archetypes while the minor arcana are just kind of like themes and trends so if you have like a trump card that shows up it's usually to say this is an energy like some presence that's with you right or that's mm. accessible to you or that wants to get access to you so with with the with the hierophant um what it's saying here in the reversed order is like it might be time to consider like um i'm gonna paraphrase but like it might be time to consider a new way of going about the ways that you've kind of known how to maybe access joy so mm. this is a time to kind of challenge and change the ways that you've gone about approaching this effort and um and it also is encouraging you to think through like what are the consequences if you don't do this like if you continue to run through the task list if you continue just to go through your routines and you continue to have that drained feeling like what are the potential consequences of that? And that might be something that you've already experienced in the past. It might be something that somebody that you know has experienced in the past. And so just to take stock of that, remember that as well. Um, and it says that remember whatever you do now will affect more than just you. Hmm. So hmm. like, you know, like, you know, you got you, and, you got you and your fiance boo. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying so, um, so that's the first one. And so, um, uh, so then we get, so now we're getting into oh, there's another one. Jeez. And also, you know, what's <laughs> a lot. no, there's two cards. I'm just going to do two cards. It's oh, a lot to think about. The Hierophant is, is the five Trump card. And you also got the five of wands. So mm -hmm. like something to consider in terms of the number five. So let's see. What I don't podcast episode is this? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know which, which number it's going to be. Okay. It might have a five in it. It might, it'll be two fifty something. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So I looked at the meaning of fives and tarot cards means that you're either in control or completely submissive. So <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. One of the two, one of the two. Oh, well, the Hierophant, it also talks about like marriage, alliance, captivity, servitude. So, um, I mean, I think it's like, it's either if you're in your power, you're in control, but if you're not in your power, then you're, you're going to be just like, it's just going to be submissive. It's not going to be done from a place of power. So it does seem to me like 
all right, you can let your day, like in this situation, you can let your day control you and just be submissive to the task, for example, mm. or you can start to approach this in a way of, all right, I have choices, right? It might not be the fact that you can't, you, it might not be the fact that you can't do those tasks because we all have to earn a living, but it might be an opportunity to go, how can I go about these tasks in a way that is very, very fulfilling for me? Mm. So that's what that one is saying. And then in terms of, um, okay, in terms of the five of wands. So with the wands in general, like, again, it means like energy growth. Like for me, I think a lot of, like when I look at wands, like I'll show you this card. To me, it's a lot, it's like a very, I don't know. To me, it's like a very powerful card. Like every, yeah. yeah. So like you've got these orbs and there's a lot of power there. And so, yeah, first thing it says, power is such an interesting thing. Wow. Who knew I could read tarot cards. Okay. So, um, so it says the, the five of wands brings with it a promise of greatness, but whether or not things turn out to be a great success or a great debacle is really up to you. So I think this goes back to, I know you do. Sorry. I know I think this goes back to like in control or being submissive. What will you do with the power that is currently being offered to you by the five of wands you have within your reach, the energy and magic you need to bring that cooler dream even closer just know you cannot allow yourself to get flustered or sidetracked or you could blow it all up. So I think the, the cards are telling you, you have an opportunity to do something interesting, but to actually sit down, recognize what's available to you, what the potential consequences are as well. And then you can go ahead, sure foot it. The end. I got a lot to think about in between this and the next, uh, <laughs> in the next episode. People, I may or may not be posted next week. Uh, I think I need to take a retreat somewhere. <laughs> Episodes I'm over. Red. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out that podcast. Uh, happy July to you. Uh, would love if you took 22 seconds and hit subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this. Uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, your favorite podcast player. And be sure to check out some of my content on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Tom Alamo. And on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Tommy Tahoe. Have a great day. Make it legendary. Peace.